Hello, and welcome back to Alchemy of Genres. This is Selena, your friendly neighborhood librarian. Well, if you're in New Jersey, I'm in the neighborhood anyway. I am going to be talking this time about my picks for the best books of 2021. Again, this is my picks because the I'm the one doing the podcast. But also, I want to clarify that these are books I've read this year, not necessarily books that were published this year. There are a good number of those, but there are also some books or series that I discovered and devoured immediately. Um, sort of the book equivalent of a binge watch. Um and so some of the titles might not be new, but they're new to me, and so I counted them. And it's it might be a little long of a podcast because there's a long list. I've been doing a lot of reading this year. And again, a reminder for next month, as of next month, I'll just be doing a best of for or like top picks or what I've been reading kind of podcast rather than picking a subject because it's getting harder and harder to squish things into a subject. And I may take January off just so I can get ahead of the reading. Be prepared. I haven't decided yet. You'll find out when I find out. Um, who knows? So moving on. I want to encourage you to share your thoughts. If you want to check the blog where I post these books and people can read them. The blog is Alchemy of Genres at Blogger. Um, so you go to Blogger, Alchemy of Genres, uh, alchemyofgenres.blogger.com, I believe is the address. And you can comment and add what your picks are. Maybe give me some book suggestions to read. Always welcome. So let's start. Alice Winter's Ghost of Lies, which is the first book in a new series called Medium Trouble, because he's a medium. Ha. Um, and uh, this was a recent publication. I believe the second one in the series is coming out in early 22. And I quite enjoyed it. I really like and have realized as I went over this list that I really like the topic of mediums and or uh, ghost mysteries and combine that with some romance and I'm down provided it's well written of course okay so hero can see ghosts and is trying to help them move on accomplish whatever but he is especially trying to help his brother who was murdered of course his abilities keep leaving him in compromising positions with regards to the police it kind of looks bad when you're standing over a dead body and you're like, I don't know what happened. I saw her ghost and it led me here. That doesn't go over well. Detective Maddox is annoyed by Hero and is sure he is somehow responsible for these deaths, involved somehow, or is just trying to play vigilante Hero and secretly monitoring police scanners. He's not really sure, but he's, he, he's sure something hinky is going on and he's not happy about it. Then, Hero proves he really can see, hear, and interact with ghosts, and Maddox is intrigued and happy to have him help him solve cases, and also intrigued with Hero, because he's a grumpy, grouchy man, but he also finds Hero quite tasty. Now that the killer who targeted Hero's brother is actively killing again, he's a serial killer, spoiler, uh, they need to work together to solve the case and hopefully make sure Hero doesn't become his next victim, which would be nice. And I'm not spoiling anything by saying he figures something out because there is a book too. So there you go. And I love when she does the series with the same... Um, I love when any author does a series with the same characters in multiple adventures because you get to see their relationships blossom and move on and 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 interact with each other and, and growth and all of that I kind of enjoy that next series which I read pretty much all of this year um, this was one that was published in the last couple years but I just devoured them all this year when I 
found them. It's by A.J. Sherwood, working with Jocelyn Drake. The series is called Scales and Spells. The books are Breath, Wish, Blood, and Embers, and I believe that's it for that series, although I've been told they are doing some spin-offs because this series dealt with the fire dragons and there are other dragons in, in, introduced and there was a possibility that she might then go to ice dragons and then earth dragons and then wind dragons, that sort of thing. So we'll see what happens. Two of the books were published this year. The other two were published last year, but again, I found them all this year or finally got around to reading them this year. Either way. This is focused on dragons. They have been in hiding after a magical attack hundreds of years ago. They were betrayed and it decimated the mages who worked with them and or were mated with to them. And it destroyed much of the dragon population as well. The first book introduces the fire dragon clan overall and the king finds a magical mate each volume has another dragon finding another magical mate, but also fleshes out the bad guys, Yegi. It's very, it's set in Germany or a German adjacent place. And so there's a lot of random German interesting words. So Yegi, Jegi, things get more intense with each book as they try to figure out how to stop the Yegi, who were the ones who, they're a cult, and they are the ones responsible for the decimation of the dragons and their mates hundreds of years ago, and they are back in action as the dragons are coming back out of hiding, as they are rediscovering magic and mages in the world. Uh, in this world, mages are the only means by which dragons can mate. They can't, for some reason, uh, mate with each other and produce babies. They need the magic of a mage to help them. And this allow because the magic of mages are what help them, if they are two males, they can still have a child through a magical osmosis spell of some kind that isn't really explained, but it's just, okay, they can have a baby and nurture it in a magical way that no one is carrying it. It's just sort of held in some sort of stasis and grown that way magically because mages and dragons are all magic anyway. Just go with it. Um, things get more intense as they're learning more and each is trying to find their mage and their mate, but also try to not, not to have everybody die and to get revenge for hundreds of years of, of violence. Um, book four is the end of this series and we'll see what happens with the spinoffs. Moving on, another book by A.J. Sherwood was published in the last couple months. She's a very prolific writer, and I adore her. The Mage's Guide to Human Familiars. Um, Bell Adams needs a familiar. He needs a human familiar due to the complicated nature of his magical abilities. He has a demon grandfather, and it's demon magic, and therefore he needs help controlling his magic, and he needs a human to help him. He summons Nico, but Nico isn't sure he knows enough to guard Bell, as he's a soldier, not a bodyguard, and is used to jumping into action rather than holding back and waiting and protecting. He asks his friend and secret servant, secret service agent member, I don't know how they designate secret service, but secret service person, Garen, to help him, to train him as, in how to be a proper bodyguard. The three of them work well together, but a mage can't have two familiars. Or can he? This is a fun, sweet, romantic adventure that really introduces each character well, shares the bonding, you know, shows them as they're growing into who they are, how they sort of figure out that they can be a trio rather than a duo. And, and yes, there is romance in there between all three of them. 
I really enjoyed this. A.J. Sherwood wrote a similarly based book that was more uh, for teens in um, Under Another Name. And I really enjoyed that one and a different spin on it. So I am excited that she started this one and I can't wait to read the rest of the series. Another series that I have devoured and have also told everybody about. So if you've heard me talk about this, I'm sorry, I'm talking about it again, is the Necessary Evils series by Onley James. The titles published thus far are Unhinged, Psycho, and Moonstruck. Um, more are coming. There's supposed to be seven in the series so far, and she's already talking there might be some spinoffs. Basic story, family of seven sons, all adopted, diagnosed with various forms of psychopathy and or sociopathy, who are adopted by a billionaire in order to put their gifts to work ridding the world of bad people above the law. Think vigilante justice and or like Batman, but killing people. Each book in the series follows one particular psychopath as he finds a man who fascinates him, leading to a relationship and also a bad guy associated with him. Watching each man fall as much in love as he is capable and sex scenes are fire. Oh my god. My obsession with the series, the author was a, a psychiatric pediatric nurse. So she actually knows the various ways the human mind works and she plays with that. She also plays with different um, concepts and different sort of kinks and throws it all in the mix along with the typical thriller suspense of there's a, someone after us or there's a killer or there's a bad guy that we need to stop and it, it's it sounds weird I know it sounds weird but I adore it I really do she's done a really great job and and finding a series of damaged people finding love anyway with other damaged people I don't know hit a soft spot made me happy it's not deep, but it's awesome. Okay, next, the Guild Codex Spellbound series by Annette Marie. There are eight of them so far. The titles all have an alcoholic part to them. The books that I've read so far this year are Three Mages and a Margarita, Dark Arts and a Daiquiri, Two Witches and a Whiskey, Demon Magic and a Martini. The series involves a non-magical girl desperate for a job who stumbles upon the supernatural world when she takes a bartending job at a private club. They don't know she's not magic, and by the time they find out, it sort of, it works out. Each book shows more growth for the main character, and she learns more about the magical world along with us, and she gets more involved with the world of three particular mages that she's close to. There's a lot of will she won't she date any of them um but it never actually goes anywhere so there's a, like an indication of a possibility of romance but it never gets beyond the hmm he's cute perhaps i will kiss him kissing is nice but i don't i don't think this is going to work for various reasons so i kind of like that this is just a straight adventure and while there's the hint of romance it's not really about a romance it's literally about a main character discovering magic discovering a magical world that she is privy to and wants to be involved with even though she's not magical in any way and her finding ways around not being magical and still being able to be helpful She's an interesting main character. All of the mages and the side characters that are introduced are fun. I definitely a potato chip read. There's nothing serious about this, but it's so fun and interesting. And I'm looking forward to finishing the series. The Mages of Ravenshire by Stella Rainbow, which I'm sure is a pseudonym, but it's a cool name. Touch of Magic, Sleep of Eternity, and Angel of Death. I'm thinking there are more coming. There are also various novellas that she's written in the series, The Magens of Ravenshire. But those are the three main books. Most humans are oblivious to or simply unaware of magic. Mages and supernaturals stay in their own places. 
But sometimes living with the rules and prejudices and judgments are overwhelming and they leave and hide in plain sight in the human world. The first book in this kind of hooked me really well. Rainbow managed to keep it fun, light, and romantic. In the Touch of Magic book, which was the first, Jay has a terminal illness, but is determined to live as best he can, as long as he can. Raphael has left his family of mages, and he is tired of being the disappointment, the not magical enough mage, etc., 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 when he meets Jay, he knows that they are fated mates. But he's not sure if he if love can overcome all the obstacles they have and if he can find a way to heal Jay from his terminal illness so that they can live a long and happy magical life. It is a really fun and sweet series with that whole fated mates idea of you meet and instantly know that this is the one for you, which would be useful and helpful, but alas, only in fantasy. The Demons in the Details by Megan Maslow. This was originally published as part of a collection and is now available as a standalone novella um, that you can get as an ebook. It's a twist on Rumpelstiltskin. Oh, so awesome. I really enjoyed reading it as part of the collection of Twisted Fairy Tales, but I really enjoyed reading it alone as well. Uh, it's also got a raven named Poe, who's a raven shifter, and then uh, a demon who's not the typical demon that you think of. He's a skinny twinky looking hairdresser but he's an uber powerful demon and I just loved how Maslow played with perceptions and well-known fairy tales and um, set it in Baltimore and, and threw in a lot of Edgar Allan Poe references just beautiful and a fun fun read The Murderbot Diaries by Martha Wells I have read the first two all systems read and artificial condition. Murderbot is a self-given name to a robotic slash cybernetic security specialist who has taken control of their governing console, which means that they are in charge of themselves, but they have to hide it because they're not allowed to be in charge of themselves. In the first adventure, a scientific mission has been sabotaged. Murderbot reveals themselves and must save the scientists. In the second adventure, they are trying to find out more about what happened on a catastrophic mission so bad that all memories were wiped and everyone died. And they really want to know what happened. They know they killed people, but they don't know why and they don't know what happened. It's fascinating and adventurous and so good delving into all the robotics and at what point does... An android becomes self-aware it's just fascinating and i and they're really quick reads because they're kind of short books and i'm definitely going to be delving into the rest of these now i know why everybody's been raving about it for a while so i will probably just devour the rest of the series very quickly the soulbound series by Haley turner seven books i have talked about this um, a lot i fell in love with this series last year this year, An Echo in the Sorrow and a Veiled and Hallowed Eve finished the series, and I adored it. I have read them multiple times. I've listened to them multiple times. It's an urban fantasy tale with gods, magic, were-creatures, and also a redemption story and a love story between a mage and a werewolf. Keeping it brief, because I've talked about it a lot, but trust me, the Soulbound series by Haley Turner is awesome and you should read it if you like magic and you aren't bothered by uh, gay romance. It's amazing. Possessed by Shadows, which is the third in the Simply Crafty series by Lisa Casey. This series follows Alex and Micah and their growing relationship, watching them learn more about their paranormal powers and or interactions with ghosts. 
In this story, Alex's twin brother, Lucas, goes missing, and in his desperate search to find him, Alex finds that Lucas has been hiding a lot from him. It's a very tense and very interesting addition to the series. It kind of threw some twists in what you thought you knew, which I quite enjoyed. And again, it ghosts and all of that just intrigue me. So I really enjoy this series. I love it. I've listened to all of the books and there's even a short story she wrote for the it that takes place between the second and the third that I read and just mwah, love it. Rebels and Psychos series. The two books published so far are Killer Crescent and Blood Wolf. And the author I forgot to write down. I am sorry, but it is about a failed witch who discovers hidden werewolf abilities, unlocking her magical abilities that she didn't think she had. Unfortunately, because this is all opened up and the magical universe told someone that she had these powers, she is forced into a school to learn to control her dual powers. Though, as a psychopath and an assassin, known as Graves, she is confident she can conquer this or just kill everyone and leave. But someone is determined to kill her first. Along the way, she finds her fated mates. Yes, multiple. I think it's six? Maybe? There might be more. Who knows? So, this is just the perfect example of a fun book. No deep thoughts. Funny. Psych psychologically wow, what the heck did you just do? The author throws in weird footnotes where you're like in in getting a glimpse into the interior dialogue of the main character and she is just completely gone off her rocker. Yeah. Um, she is a fun psycho gal hooking up with equally psycho guys. Vampires, werewolves, witches, to name the ones that I can remember, and trying to figure out who is out for her blood. Fun, silly, sexy. This is a perfect potato chip book. So the Rebels and Psychos series. And yes, they do have sex. So be aware. The Necromancer series by KJ Harper. Marked by death and powered by ghosts are the only ones I've read in the series so far. I believe there's four in the series, all told. It's set in the 60s, but it's a 60s where magic exists and is tightly controlled by a governing mage witch body of some kind. Darian thinks he's going insane. So many voices in his head and tattoos are just appearing. So he decides to take a necro to ask to take a trip to go see a necromancer and ask for help. Silas takes one look at Darian and realizes that he has a hidden talent and that is what has drawn the ghosts to him and perhaps he might have had an inadvertent hand in the fact that Darian's magic was never diagnosed and he was never tutored properly. Since he has no training, they are all possessing him and he needs help or he will die of insanity and also being possessed. Silas agrees to help. But as he works with Darian, various magical issues start to crop up, suggesting demonic interference in the mage world overall. And on top of all this, Darian and Silas are falling for each other, which is an equally dangerous thing in the 1960s, where being gay is a crime. This is intense, it's thrilling, it's interesting. Um, I, I quite enjoyed it. Each one has like its own little mystery to solve, but also there's an overarching uh, underlying what is happening in the magical community thing with a little bit of sociological what's happening in the world with regards to attitudes towards gays and things. Just fun. Alice by Christina Henry. I am obsessed with Alice in Wonderland. If you don't know, now you know. So finding a horror style Alice in Wonderland twisted take on a book means I am very, very happy. Alice Henry does a great job of incorporating well-known characters, yet twisting them into completely new and original forms. The first book is your introduction to the world of Alice, a la Henry, and there are two more to follow. I have not finished them. 
I will be finishing them because this was awesome. I love this so much and I highly recommend reading um, anything by her, but especially this series. The next book is also another book by Alice Henry because I am a late person to the party. Um, it's called Lost Boy and I was not expecting to love this as much, but Henry took Peter Pan and showed him in such a narcissistic light something well known to all fae creatures and anyone who's studied the fae knows that they're very much less concerned with human life and more concerned with their own entertainment and that was the route she took with Peter Pan thus making him less of a cute cuddly character in a Disney movie and more dangerous and subtle and showing Captain Hook in a new light as a boy intrigued and trapped and captured and fascinated and slowly realizing the truth of what he has been pulled into and what the consequences are and trying to make a life for himself but also fight against the things that he's been told are inevitable so breathtaking I really enjoyed this. This is not a trilogy. It was a standalone book. I adored it. I wish somebody would make a movie of it because it was amazing. Blink by Morgan Bryce is the second book in the Treasure Trail series. It is um, a really relatively new book. It just came out not too long ago. Eric and Ben were introduced in the first book, which was actually called Treasure Trail. Um, this time, they plans to renovate a historic old theater in Cape May, New Jersey. Unfortunately, brings old mob ties into their area as associated with this old theater. The Newark mob are going for Ben, who's a cop. And the Russian mob are after Eric, who is an art dealer, antiques dealer, but also he worked to with various alphabet agencies to verify and help find art thieves which made the russian mob very unhappy so they're being outed to two different mobs who are being made aware of their presence but also hey look let's throw in some more a magical curse that puts extra danger into the mix for everyone as they're also just trying to get comfortable with being a couple because they just met in a crazy wild adventure in the last book and now they're just trying to find a norm for themselves and figure out where they stand and how they want to make this relationship work and now they're deep into crazy mob things from their past that they didn't really want to talk about with each other but now they have to tense exciting so good can't recommend it enough just an awesome series the Psycop series is 12 books by Jordan Castillo-Price. I flew through these on a binge session. I just couldn't stop reading them. And there was one that had nothing to do with any of the main characters and was just kind of a quick look at a side character that I skimmed through and didn't love as much. But overall, I adore this series. This is a series where you are introduced to Victor, who is a gay psychic detective who is a medium and has a lot of trauma associated with uh, government experiments that were done in the beginning stages of discovering psychic abilities. And you see his journey from being a damaged, fearful addict, hiding from his gift, and also his healing and learning to love as his growing relationship with Jacob. You're following them as they help each other and also as they solve crimes because they're both cops. Jacob is what they call, um, he's like a null or a blank because he is he has no psychic abilities and um, Victor is the one with the psychic abilities. You're, each volume has a particular crime in it, but 
together. They also show this whole journey as they're discovering they don't work together as much officially. And you see them coming out to the cops and that part of the journey. You see them learning to interact with each other. You see them trying to heal through trauma. And you see a larger under uh, story overarching story of a conspiracy with that whole government testing and who was doing it and what's happening and how far does this go what really happened to Victor throughout his life and as a child I can't tell you how much I adore this series because there aren't words I really really enjoyed this it's tense it's exciting and heartbreaking but also uplifting I totally ate them up like an entire bag of potato chips and a whole carton of ice cream together. I, yeah, that happened. <laughs> Another series that I binged and couldn't stop is the Irons and Works series. It's There's eight of them so far by E.M. Lindsay. I believe there are more coming. The series focuses on a group of gay, bi, pan men. Some identify as, you know, gay, bi, or pan. They all have emotional and or physical obstacles. And the men they fall for might also or might have none. And they have to learn how to love this person and handle them and all of their intricate parts including some of the obstacles the journey continues through each book each one is a new romance as you get more information and the continuing stories of a past main character because they are all either tattoo artists or know the tattoo artists because the name of the shop is irons and works i love the author showing various love stories with so many authors who don't want to delve into these kind of stories uh, Lindsay brings normality and beauty and love into the lives of those whom society tries to make forbidden or unnatural. What do you mean a guy in a wheelchair can have a love and a sexual relationship with somebody? How does that work when somebody is blind or deaf or has PTSD or autism? There, There's so many amazing stories that she has told and they're so important and they don't get told enough in a way that's just truly about them and not fetishizing them as, oh, the poor invalid. No, these are functioning members of society. Or if they're not functioning, there's a reason they're not functioning. And then they can work to help themselves function better, but also fall in love along the way. And everybody's allowed to be loved and to have love. I adore this series. So... There you go. The Sam Quinn series by Shauna Kelly. There are two books so far. One came out at the beginning of the year. One came out not too long ago. The first one is called The Slaughtered Lamb Bookstore and Bar. The second is Dead. The Dead Don't Drink at Lafitte's. The third, actually there's three. <laughs> I can't even read my handwriting. Is The Witch Glass Tavern. Sam is a nerdy werewolf. And she is running a tavern slash bookstore. And by the way, can that be a real thing? I would totally go to a bar that was also a bookstore. Yeah. She is also traumatized, various reasons, and in danger, again, various reasons. The series follows her growing relationship with Clive, who is the master vampire, very sexy, not supposed to fall for a werewolf, as well as her dealing with her trauma and her history of where that trauma came from, the relationship and its obstacles with being in love with a master vampire etc etc really intense good character building fun to read lots of suspenseful what is happening now in the community kind of things and learning more about what happened to her and how it related and why her family is a mess just interesting and and well done I quite enjoyed it Beautiful Animal is a standalone book by Kay Sterling. I just finished this one very recently, like a few days ago, and I had to add it to the list because it really touched me as well as impressed me with being 
a well done and an original take on something that's been fetishized and done many, many times. Darby is a well-known photographer. He's hiding from life behind his camera for a lot of reasons that they get into in the book. Karis Channing is an exclusive escort, i.e. prostitute, who writes who invites, excuse me, Darby to photograph his work and to learn more about what he does and why. He is wealthy due to family inheritance, so he's not doing this to survive. So Sterling took that out of the picture and allowed this to just be something that he chooses to do. Also, Channing's father was a very, very famous psychoanalyst who wrote many, many books. So he has an awareness of the community and mental health and he just never chose to follow a scholastic bend. He sort of uses uh, more of a sexual healing idea. Sometimes he's just talking to people. Sometimes he's working with them on healthy physical expressions. He doesn't think of sex as the be-all and end-all, but it can be used as a healing tool, and he's a strong advocate for that. Yes, Darby and Karis are falling for each other. But most importantly, Darby is seeing the love and the beauty of the various relationships Karis has built with his regular customers and why he has accepted them as customers and continues to work with them. He comes to value that and to value the people that Karis is involved with. He doesn't give him demands to quit. He just understands and actually builds his own relationships with these people, even if they're not necessarily friends, but many of them, they can be friends. Yes, this is this person, and this is a person that my lover is going to have sex with, but I understand why, and I am appreciative and understanding, and I love both of you, and you should. It is, I love, I love the view of the, the word compersion is something that many, many people don't know, but it is basically a way to find joy in another's happiness, whether that be sexual or not. You are truly happy that your partner is happy. You see it in consensual, um, non-monogamous relationships a lot and it's advocated as kind of the ideal that you're not supposed to be jealous you're supposed to be happy for their happiness and this illustrated that so well it also illustrated the different ways that society marginalizes people and and makes sex uh, so forbidden and and how it was just intricately entwined with the way he helps these people. I'm not saying that that's the best of all possible worlds, but in this particular story, it's done really well. I thought it was beautiful. And and the way that they talked about and dealt with Darby's own trauma and what he's hiding from, and as he discovers through his art... How, uh, what he was hiding from, how to heal, he is in therapy, so everything is just done really well and so healthily and beautifully. I adored this book. I, I can't even tell you. I'm stuttering. I'm sorry. We're going to move on. Sophie and the Odd Ones by Gwen DeMarco. This is the Sophie Fiegel series. There's only the one book so far. I just noticed that early 2022 is the second one supposedly coming out. I'm looking forward to that. This is a story that happens in a supernatural morgue and a girl who is learning about magic and supernaturals as she's working at this morgue and also possibly she might have some magical abilities of her own that she was not aware of. They are thwarting an evil conspiracy because of course. Also a beginning love story with a handsome werefox cop because why not? Why wouldn't a girl fall for a sexy cop who transforms into a werefox? Sure. Fun, intriguing, and interesting mystery sort of thriller thing to solve. Not really a mystery in the who done it, but sort of a why are people dying and who's responsible and, and all of that. It 
great suspense, a fun story. I can't wait for the next one. And just fun. The Littenverse series by Nino Kipri. The two books that I have seen are Fina and Defect. They're both taking place in alternate universes, or they're taking place in our universe, but they involve alternate universes that are found by accident through an Ikea-style furniture store. The adventures are paired with a little bit of horror and a sci-fi twist. They're not horror novels. They're almost novellas because they're very short books. But they are amazing and they got a lot of buzz, deservedly so. I really liked Kipri's view on things and they're just enthralling and well done. And I hope they write some more because they were really, really good. Fifth Gender by G.L. Carriger. I have spoken about this book, I think. I know I've spoken about Carragher many, many times. So I wanted to mention this because I did read this book. I've had it on a to-read list for ages, but I read this book this year, and then I listened to the book this year, and I've listened to it many, many times. And the more I read and listen, the more I really, really love it. Carragher plays with the gender roles and the expectations and perceptions of sex in society through an alien mind, through an alien lens almost, with a main character who comes from a planet where there are five genders and very different expectations for life and the roles that people play. This is a sweet, funny, lovely story with a mild mystery. It's not super intense it's not a super intense book but it's just so fun and sweet and I wish Carragher would write more in this universe it says it's the first in a series but it's several years old and I've never seen another one so it's possible she just didn't get enough feedback to continue writing in this universe or maybe she'll come back to it someday I don't know but it's just really well done and I really enjoyed it and the audiobook is equally well done. Fangs by Sarah Anderson is one of my favorite graphic novels this year. It is a sweet and funny romantic story between a wolf and a werewolf and a vampire. And that's really all I have to say. There's just really funny moments. They're all very visual, but the story is clear and it's very romantic and very sweet and will make you laugh all at the same time. And I adored it when I read it and I'm buying myself a copy of it because I want to be able to read it multiple times and you should too. P. uh, Jelly Clark, Dead Jinn in Cairo and Master of Jinn, both set in the same universe. Uh, Dead Jinn in Cairo is a prequel novella. Master of Jinn is the first book in the actual series and it's gotten a lot of hype and he is up for a lot of um, I, th- I thought he was up for some awards, but I couldn't find proof of it. So anyway, it's been hyped and deservedly so. They are um, adventures and mysteries in an alternative 1900s Egypt where jinn and magic rule. Uh, Fatma el Shaari. and I'm sure I butchered that name, I'm sorry, is working for the Ministry of Alchemy, Enchantments, and Supernatural Entities, and is known for her intellect and for her snappy English suits in in men's style. I was worried that a lesbian main character written by a male would be badly done or very fetishized, but it wasn't. It's so beautifully done. And all of the sex happens off screen. So it's not really the main part of the story. But the relationship with Siti is important to both the story and the character development. She actively helps with figuring things out and is a part of Fatima's life that she's not willing to give up. I 
loved this book. I think it was beautiful and awesome. And I wish Fatima was a real person I could have met because she seems amazing. And I kind of wish somebody would make a movie of this because it seems like it would be just visually stunning. Um, but yeah, trying to help solve a murder cop drama thing in the 1900s where magic is a factor and the world is at stake. Oh yeah, definitely awesome. Moving on, Blood Air by Ilona Andrews. This is a spin-off series to the Kate Daniel series. Um, Julie is now known as Auralia Ryder and is back in Atlanta after eight years gone. She's got a new face and new magic. And she is there because there is a threat to her adopted mother, Kate. And she needs to stop it without alerting Kate to the fact that she's in town or that there's a danger at all. And which is hard on her because she wants to see her family and she can't. It's really well done. I It came out very early in 2021 with a lot of hype. And I am hopeful and excited for the next installment and to see where Andrews takes the series. Just beautifully well done. But I'm a huge fan of Alona Andrews, so I'm going to eat up all the things that she writes. It's just the way it is. The Lightning Struck Heart by TJ Klune. I wanted to love the whole series. I haven't read the whole series. I only read the first book. And I just love this silly story so much. Yes, it's ridiculous. It totally is. Gonna admit that off the bat. But TJ Klune has a real gift for pairing amazingly deep characters with pure comedic moments, making a story that is both joyful and tense, where you really are worried that things won't end the way you want them to end, but you want them to end this way, and what if they don't? What if he does that? What if it doesn't? Oh, no, you can't. No, that's... But I love them. And then makes you laugh and then makes you cry. It's just... I don't know how Kloon does it. Very well done. The basic story, magic... Uh, mage in training must rescue the prince who has been abducted by a dragon. Along with him is the prince's fiance and Sam's crush, Ryan Foxheart, his best friend forever, Gary the gay hornless unicorn, and Tiggy who is a half giant and not very bright but is willing to smash. Kind of like the Hulk but more like a giant. And is very sweet. I can't tell you how much it made me laugh out loud and just also made me cry. I adored the ser the book and I should read more of the series but I kind of just loved that one story and I'm afraid to see what happens in the rest of the series so eventually I'll get around to it. The next book is John's Boom Shakalaka Problem by an A.J. Sherwood. I told you she was busy this year. This is the newest book in her John's Mysteries series. This one has John needing to fly to Vegas, which is scary when you think about the fact that he kills all electronics with a touch because he is a psychic who reads auras and he can't be around anything electronic at all. So they have to put him in a special... Uh, EKG cage or something that they use for uh, special transport of delicate um, computer things where it just keeps him inside and his magic inside but it's still scary Sherwood uses this moment I think that was her incentive is to make him fly on a plane <laughs> but then she uses this and this mystery to allow for more personal growth for John, for his relationship, um, some more self-awareness of how and why he does the things he does, planning on their future. It's just a really sweet relationship angle mixed with this mystery of who set a bomb in Vegas. And they call him because they're hopeful that he can kill the electronics in the bomb 
and therefore allow them to remove it safely. So well done. So fun. The whole John's Mystery series is one of my favorites. It's not a serious, hardcore mystery series. It's just very light, fun mysteries. Um, I love the characters. I love the way she handles them and their growing relationship and um, character growth overall the series. So, yeah. Another book that she just wrote um, is her other series that's a spinoff of the John's Mysteries, which is Max Marvelous Manifestations, because it's got Donovan's brother in it. So John and Donovan are in John's Mysteries, and Mac and Brandon are in Max Manifestations series. This one is called Max Rousing Ghoulish Highland Adventure. Yeah, it's a long title. Brandon and Mac finally get their third adventure. It's been working for a year, but she's been writing a lot of books, so I can't really fault her. They go to Scotland and a very haunted inn to help Ellie and her two husbands as they try to figure out what is scaring and eating ghosts, causing them all to congregate at this inn, and how do they stop it and return the world to the way it should be. Really well done. Uh, fun and in engaging and intriguing and a a boogeyman that I didn't expect and was interested to see, plus a tour through Scotland for the fun of it. Why not? Witchbane series by Morgan Bryce. Five books thus far. I believe she's still writing in this series. This was another one that I tore through early in 2021, and, and kind of every time another one comes out, I'm sort of hanging on going, where's the next one? Seth's brother was killed by a monster that no one believes in. He is now a monster hunter determined to save others. And he has discovered these killings seem to be connected to a ritual that feeds a dark, dark warlock. When he saves Jackson, he's only planning on thwarting the, the evil warlock. He doesn't plan on losing his heart. Um, this series is one that she is intertwined with several others. Some have romance, some do not. Um, various characters and written under various names but they're all like monster hunters. Some deal more straightly with the monster hunter angle and some have some romance thrown in with the monster hunting angle. I just I found all of her books to be amazing uh, under all of her names but this is the one that I read all of this year so we're just going to focus on that one. Next is the Finder series um, and the first book is actually called The Finder. It's by J.E. Lauren, and there's only two books in the series. I don't know if they are doing any more. I can hope. August develops a strange power when he turns 16, and he can find people, usually dead, but sometimes alive. Obviously, he prefers them alive, but he just knows that he gets that signal that he has to find someone, and he can't ignore it. He has to find them. Detective Luke isn't sure about this power, but he wants to protect August and he respects that he is finding people who need to be found, whether dead or alive. And the more that they explore August's powers, the more it looks like someone is actually after August. And can they save each other? And can they solve the mystery? I really enjoyed this book. It was just interesting and different. Um, but also the whole finding weird paranormal adventures thing that I like. So, not shocking. Oh, look! Another weird paranormal ghost story mystery. Ha! Huh. <laughs> yeah, told you there was a theme. Spectral Files by S.E. Harmon. They, there are three. P.S. I Spook You, Principles of Spookology, and Spooky Business. I do not know that there are any more. I really, 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 really wish there were, because I really like this series. Rain is a disgraced FBI agent after he reveals that he can see ghosts. He goes back to his old hometown to help with a cold case and to get out of the spotlight and maybe get himself out of the doghouse. Uh, what actually happens is that when he goes back to where his, he, his family lives and where he used to have the love of his life 
he moves on a journey towards acceptance of his gift, acceptance of his weird family that he's been distant from, and possibly um, a reconnection with his estranged boyfriend, Danny, who is still the one man he has ever loved. Um, It is a really interesting trilogy where you're following the journey of him getting used to his powers they're solving cold cases um there's this relationship with all of the baggage because they were together and then they broke up and the reasons they broke up and some of which were the fact that he didn't want to talk about the ghosts that he can see and now that he's come clean about them it is helping with the relationship just fun and a, and a great trilogy horror store by grady hendrix this is an amazingly creepy story set in a knockoff ikea with ghosts who do horrible horrible things if they can entrap you in their store i adored this i can't tell you how much i adored this so good little drawings at the beginning of each chapter of furniture and then eventually it turns into torture devices made from the furniture yeah if you like horror definitely read this book trail of lightning by rebecca roanhouse is a post-apocalyptic story featuring a native american main character written by a native american this was a lightning fast read so many elements and we're getting along on our time, so I won't go into it too much. But I really loved this story, and I meant to finish the series, but I didn't. So my promise to myself is that I will finish the series uh, next year, and we'll talk about it, because I really, really enjoyed this. It was just a whole different look for a post-apocalyptic adventure, a different take on what the world would look like, and the godlike powers that some people have, what the world looks like. I, I adored it. Uh, Midnight Riot by Ar- Ben Aronovich, which is the first book in the Peter Grant series. I did the audio for this, and I cannot recommend it enough. It was so good. It's a mystery and it's an urban fantasy and a cop drama. <coughs> Excuse me. Set in London. The The narrator for the audiobooks is amazing. Uh, Peter stumbles upon magic and the magical cop department in his graduating from police academy in British style because it's all very British so many twists and turns and there's uh so much going on and I, this was another one that I meant to read more of and did not so I again I promised myself that I would finish the series uh and I will next year I have them on my list to uh, borrow from the library's audio book department and also I found that they have some of them made into graphic novels which I'm excited to read so I guess we'll talk about those next year. But in the meanwhile, definitely, definitely check out the series and that book. Um, Midnight Riot. And the last book I'm going to talk about is Ink and Sigil by Kevin Hearn. Al McBarnes casts spells with magically enchanted ink and his magical talent. And he uses this to keep the world safe. His apprentice dies, seventh to do so, actually which is weird and concerning. He finds out that his apprentice wasn't who he thought he was. He's actually kind of a bad guy. And that the small curse he is suffering from may be actually bigger and causing the deaths of those close to him, including the reason for all of his apprentices dying. Sets off to figure out how to solve the problems that this bad apprentice opened, but also where this curse came from and how to remove it. An interesting adventure... I really like that the main character is a spry but realistic 60-year-old who's magical but still real with issues and, and problems and, and, and griefs and an aching back and so, so on. Uh, lots of moments of humor. Hearn is really good at throwing those 
little sprinkles of laughter in with the adventure. And I'm eager to finish the series. It's There's only two books in it so far, and the second book just came out a few months ago. So um, I'm hopeful that there'll be more. That is it. And that is right under the hour mark. So I will end this and say thank you for listening. And I hope you also find some amazing books and keep reading and supporting your libraries and your bookstores and and authors in all forms. Ebooks, audiobooks, paper books, hardcover books, all of the books. Thank you and goodbye.